welcome on into this week's episode of Black Girl Brunch. My name is Iman. And I'm And we got our mask on. <laughs> we are six feet apart, at least. We are. Oh, yeah. Ew. I don't stretch. Do you don't do that when you stretch? No. I really don't. Eric, do you make that noise when you stretch? He's like, yeah. <laughs> no, I swear to God, if I ever heard, heard people making that noise when they stretch, I would make it my mission to like not be around people. While I didn't stretch. mean to do that. People do yoga all the time and they never make that noise. <laughs> <laughs> to your knowledge. <laughs> Imagine being in yoga class like every time somebody did downward dog, they would just No, like it's a out. different type of stretch. Only when I do this one. I never heard you make that noise before. I think today you just felt it just must have hit different. Yeah, it did. It, it grabbed me by the neck. <laughs> but you know, also maybe because people aren't moving as much, so when you stretch, it just feels different. Yeah, I feel like, I feel so untouched. Wonderful. <laughs> That's really great. How are you feeling? I'm feeling, I'm like, I'm sleepy, even though I, like, I slept so much. I hate that. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. <laughs> But um, besides that, I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm still trying to, still trying to order stuff to fix my room up. Decorating. First of all, I'm only doing one room, but like decorating and doing all this stuff, cause like now it's a lot of work. Now I, I guess the very quarantine part two. So three. We part three. So we all trying to we get in the house together now, and like I'm working on my room, and even though I plan on moving, I'm like, well, while I'm here, I might as well make it look cool. So. That is a lot. I measured today. That took a lot out of me. <laughs> yeah, that is a lot. Measuring, that's how you know you mean business. When you're trying to see how much space you got for the shit. Yeah, like, I was like, when I measured today, I was like, all right, enough of that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. That's cool. What the hell have I been up to? Um, You know, I've been writing for Black Millennial. I've been, I've been working. I've been writing for Black Millennial. Um, Trying to get things together with Black Girl Brunch. And... Trying not to go absolutely insane. That's literally all I've been up to. Yeah, this week I was like, I was um, kind of upset, like getting um, cabin fever because I had wanted to go out. Like I had wanted to come to your house and I was like itching. And I was I like, know. it's getting we hard. We have to stay. Down. And at least until after Thanksgiving for me, like I got a COVID test last week, um, which is just not helpful at all because like shit can change. It's only a snapshot of time. Like, it don't account for the next day and the day after that or anything like that. That's so unfair. I had peace. Of, you had peace of mind for, like, two seconds. And That's then, so unfair. And then you got to go back out into the world again, and you're like, fuck, like, what's happening? That's so unfair. But I know that, like, it's, I mean, it's been discouraged to go out for Thanksgiving, and it's especially been discouraged to go through big groups of people. Yeah. But I do understand folks right now who just, like, I'm not, I can't spend Thanksgiving alone. And that's yeah. me. So, we plan to mask up, spread out, and I'm going to eat at my mom's house. Like, I'm just not going to be alone. And, like, I know somebody that was like, for Christmas, I can't do this. I have to see my mom. I'm like, I get it. Like, it's just, like, torture. Yeah, it's Especially for people who've really been following the rules the entire time. It's like, you can can you really expect for humans to be this deprived for this long? Yeah. But it's like, also, I feel like we think that way, too, because we are American. So a lot of people are way more disciplined than us. Um, a lot of people also haven't had to go through it as intense as us because their shit was together. Yeah. So I feel like it's hard to compare because a lot of people haven't had to go damn near a year without seeing people. Yeah. Like, all right, when it was first just three, four, five months, it's great. But 
to be isolated alone or especially people who are like single parents with kids for eight months. Yeah. I don't think that's American if you go crazy <laughs> and say, I want to see my mom. Because like now, now it's just like, which wellness you want to take care of, your physical or your mental? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. but you know what? We do. We're demanded. Yeah. And I feel like people demand that of us and then um, make it like you don't get your living if you aren't going to be busy. So it's like sometimes you want to break away from what, you know, the culture is. And it's like, but can I survive if I break break away from capitalism and busyness and just... Capitalism be kicking niggas' kicking ass. asses, man. And we're going to get into that because I'm just like... People are mad because, like, we're Philly, we're on a quote-unquote shutdown right now. I don't see no difference in the way niggas is moving at all, other yeah. than the fact they can't go to restaurants. But they still, not, like, doing be- bullshitting pretty much. Yeah. Um, And people are really, really upset about that. But I'm like, because they're talking about the restaurant owners might lose their living. But who y'all should be mad about is, the, is that the federal government. Yeah. Because fucking wide-ass Trump is playing the golf <laughs> Instead of doing anything. He also, hasn't done anything. Also, Mitch McConnell's dead ass, t- too. Giving people, like, not giving people money and stuff like that. And, like, it's just, that is, that is sick to Money me. they have. It's not that they don't also, have money. Like, they gave y'all 1200 You talking about looting. That is looting American people. We pay all these taxes for our whole lives. And then when shit like this happens and you really need it, they give you $1,200 and a fucking good luck. And that's it? Also, that's like, looting. What is, like, why is it my job to, like, save my favorite Indian restaurant? Like, I'm, like, I can't eat out anymore. I have to save. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. You can't eat out anymore. You have to save. But everybody, like, save the small businesses. It's like, whoa. I barely saved my own ass, and, and now you want I me to... Tip, and I'd be, like, big tipper, because I'd I be feeling, like, trying to overcompensate for, like, what other people, you know, what the government isn't doing. And it's like, help me, I'm poor. Did you see Joe Biden asking people for money? Um, yeah, that... First of all, <laughs> that burnt me Woo! out, because first of all, I didn't want to vote for that nigga. He said, look, he asked for money. He said, look, guys, so the president, we're being stonewalled. I'm like, <laughs> baby, I don't, give, figure it out. I don't give a fuck. Remember that one that guy on ESPN <laughs> said? We don't give a fuck. We we really don't he give said a fuck. We don't give a damn. You can't, you can't curse on ESPN. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I'm going to say we don't give a fuck because I definitely don't. Like, we I'm, don't. I'm, we don't. Like, you, I, you, I'm not giving money to a white man on purpose, okay? Let's just start hello. there. Two, like, you got all them rich friends. Go talk to all these celebrities. Go talk to Chrissy Teigen and John Legend. Don't come to, don't come to us. Are you crazy? That's like when Pharrell's asking us for money. No. Y'all are sick. And I'm trying to realize a lot of these celebrities ain't got as much money as they... For real? You know, they really don't. We've been talking about this for a while, but, like, I remember... um, What's his name? Oh, white, handsome man that everybody loves. George Clooney. Yeah, yeah. George Clooney said he gifted 13 of his friends $1 million. Yeah. Didn't understand why, but I'm like, good for him. I'm going to stay out of rich people's business because <laughs> if I read that, that's going to make me angry. So let me just move away. Yeah. But I did see in Baller Alert's comments that Dwayne Wade was like, I need to change my friends. What the fuck do you need $1 million for? I just was like, so that really, I would expect for other rich people to see that and go, ahaha, and keep it moving. But for Dwayne Wade, but, oh, I need new friends. I'm like, you need a million dollars or you would want a million dollars enough to say this publicly in the shade room? That like, is sick and twisted. And, like, it's crazy because I feel like 
I felt like I was hoarding wealth with the money that I had because I had was fortunately and first of all it's not even wealth. I was fortunate enough to be able to save money, more money than I've been able to save. And then I was like buying stuff and like usually when I was working, I would buy stuff and I would have to I would literally have like ten dollars until like next pay. But it hasn't been like that. I have so been, you feel guilty about yeah, I've been not living guilty. paycheck to paycheck. Exactly. I've been feeling guilty for not living to paycheck to paycheck. Because, like, I don't get paid on unemployment till like, what, like, next week? Mm-hmm. But, like, I even though I've bought, like, a bunch of stuff, I'm, like, okay. Yeah. And I feel guilty. I'm, like, oh, my God, I'm hoarding Well, <laughs> Like, it's not even... <laughs> like, if somebody with real money saw how much money I had, they would cry. Yeah. They would probably shit on themselves. <laughs> if Oprah woke up <laughs> with my money... Oprah fucking eyelashes would just fall off. <laughs> She's like, oh! Isn't it, is that so crazy? She's how- like, Stepman, get the fuck in. <laughs> We've been robbed. They drained me dry. Meanwhile, I'm like, oh, I'm cool until next week. Yes, like, you have $100 a year account after paying everything. You be like, period. Like, for real. <laughs> so I, like, the fact that I thought I was, like, quote, unquote, hoarding wealth, and I'm like, I'm trying to save up for all this stuff. I'm trying to get my credit together. I'm like, what kind of fucking dumbass? I'm like, I'm dumb as shit. Like, <laughs> I just keep thinking about Oprah face and she had my account. Like, she probably would, that would probably scare the heebie-jeebies out of her. Instantly like, pass away. So, <laughs> Just like I don't understand like how these rich people are acting like that, especially like with like more and more people like doing OnlyFans and stuff like that. And I'm just it's like, a clear is- indicator that if you're not careful and if you're never satisfied, it'll money it'll never be enough money. You know, exactly. and even rich people probably be comparing shit to other rich people. That's why I'm like, listen, I stay in my lane. When I can't afford something, I don't even, I don't even think about it. First of all, it is I, had, I act my wage exactly, and I feel like I would be cool with a smooth one million. I really feel like if I had one million in a job, I'd be cool off that. Like, yeah, I would really flip it. That's a lot of fucking money. <laughs> I would flip one million dollars. Same. That's a I lot would flip of. It. That's a lot of fucking money. If I had $1 million, like, I, I lied to you now. I know I could turn it into, like, 20 All right, maybe I'm tripping. All right, I know I could turn it into, like, $5 million. I know I could. That's a lot of fucking money, and I would be definitely cool with that. Yeah, I'm chilling. But people tell me, Honestly, like, 100K is cool. <laughs> That's a good thing. <laughs> That's 100K going to wipe away every loan I, I got. Like, I'm a hot girl. I, I do, do hot shit. shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you want something? Sabrina, you want something? Because you can have anything you want. 100K? Oh, my oh, God. Oh, you can have anything you want. That 100K. shit sounds so juicy. That shit sounds... I'm not selfish, baby, like, at all. So, if anybody wants to give me 100K, <laughs> I will drop... I will slide you my cash shit real so quick. So, I don't understand what the fuck you niggas are talking If somebody about. would like to give me $1,000 right now... Oh, they're wrong, but I got to check my cash app to see if I won Megan Thee Stallion money. I so, I was do. trying to do it for my private account, and my dumbass forgot she wouldn't be able to see it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, fuck. <laughs> I, that's one. After I won that first time, I had no problem. It's no shame in my game. It's not e begging. It's a contest. So I just. It is. I just. Wait, what's my... Once I realized I had to do it on my main oh, account, fuck. I got distracted and I, I was like, I ain't going to get it. I didn't win. That's okay. <laughs> Still $0 in my cash. Yeah. That's all good. Oh. <laughs> 
So let's get into these fade fours, you know. We started off with a bang. Um, and as we promised, this will be a longer show. Um, Shouts to everyone who voted on our poll. And sorry for not being able to come in last week. So I thought I had COVID, as I do every week. Um, and I, I just, I start having these real negative thoughts about getting everybody in my life sick. And I just picture everybody, like, just violently sick all because of me. So I'm like, I can't. I cannot Ima, do it. stop writing your fade for in a shared document. Oh, I'm sorry. Fucks, Brie. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Usually it's a surprise, our fate for us. That's the first time I've done this. No, you haven't. You uh, do it. <laughs> you oh. usually do it, but I only see it afterwards. That's fucked up. Sorry, my bad. It's okay. I'm going to act like, oh, my God. That is so crazy. Why you always reading it? Because it's the outline of the show. <laughs> <laughs> you, you typically don't read it now today. All of a sudden. You I know, do. I usually pop in there. Overachiever. <laughs> anyway. Sorry for missing the episode. Today's going to be longer. Enjoy. We have more time to bullshit. So, you explain the fade four because I don't understand. I'm a little scared of so, why you was even thinking about this. I don't know why I was thinking this. Maybe I don't remember what movie I was watching, but I thought we could do our fade four, survive, like, unconventional, like, survival uh, tools we would have. Like, if we need to get out of something, like, what would we pick up in a panic to, like, just fuck some shit up. Yeah. Like, on some, like, post-apocalyptic, like, just to go crazy on Yeah, we definitely about to get a little violent, so. So, what I have in mind, um, the first thing I thought of is, like, a monkey wrench. I feel like <laughs> you could just, like, swing that no, it's heavy as shit. Exactly, it's heavy. Get somebody in the back of the ankles, like... That will Damn. really fuck you up. No. Crack them in the back, like the lower back. <laughs> <laughs> that will do some damage. I don't know why that's just so funny, but it's like <laughs> people always say, think like, oh, if, if I want to hit somebody, like, let me go for their face. But you right. It'd be things like the ankles or and the, the, back the elbow, the elbow, the knuckles. Yep. yep cause <laughs> I, that hurt. Because when I was talking to you on the phone, I ran into, which I don't know why I always do this. Probably because I talk with my hands. Mm-hmm. But I always run into walls and I hurt yeah. my knuckles. Mm-hmm. So that hurts. And, like, when you think about it, when you, like, run into your bed or something and you hurt your, like, your knee or something like that, that shit sinks. So... Get that monkey wrench. The, and also the back, like the lower, your lower back, that's something that people don't think about. Hey, that's a, that's what, the element of surprise is very important. Exactly. Yeah. So you got to think like that. Mm-hmm. Also, um, a broken bottle. Because um, I feel like you once you get that, you get some traction with it, is it can be deadly. Yeah. And also, once you pick up a broken bottle, somebody is going, they're going to get spooked. The person that you're, like, dueling with or whatever, mm-hmm. they're going to get spooked. So the bottle's already cracked, or do you crack it over the head? Um, It would be already cracked. I feel, I'm thinking of, like, uh, the area that I'm in, I feel like it's, like, very trashy, like, or I'm thinking post-apocalyptic. Okay, because I'm thinking in my house, and I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm definitely going to grab a Hennessy bottle. Yeah, like, I'm thinking it's weird because I'm thinking about it, it's in my house, but it's also, like, post-apocalyptic. Mm-hmm. Also, another one that seems like it's, it's very odd, but I feel like can really take somebody out, hairspray. So I'm thinking about the got to be glue. First of all, got to be Shit. is, if you ever use it, it's cold. So got to be is cold, and it smells very chemically. So I feel like, because like when I was younger, 
and like I wanted to kill a bug or something, I would always if I didn't have raid near me or something, I would spray it with like some dumb shit. <sighs> Unfortunately, like, I did that too. That's so terrible. That's very Thank sick. Yeah, and, like, I would spray it with some dumb shit like hairspray or something. Mm-hmm. So I, first of all, got to be is is not only is it cold, it's also a glue. So <laughs> exactly. So you get on real good in the face and between that smell and stuff and they closing their eyes trying to catch their breath and stuff. Shut. Because God to me, that's if you use the glue down lace front. Not to mention their sheer panic of like, what the fuck is this? Exactly. That big ass yellow bottle you got. Because mm-hmm. it looked it like toxic. It do look and toxic. It probably is. But... It definitely probably is. And I shouldn't be spraying it with my windows down, but we only live once, right? But right. um also the last one is a lawnmower. Wow. Yeah. That's oh yeah. I don't even know if I gotta explain <laughs> that one. <laughs> I picture you lawn mowing over somebody, though. Yeah, after I hit them with all the other top three things, finish them off with the lawn mower. They were like, God damn, <laughs> she created this shit. I think, I mean, was I playing a video game? I don't remember how I thought of this. I don't remember. Well, <laughs> you know what? Sorry, Eric was laughing. Um, So, those are all good. For me, the first thing I picked was a drill. Okay, That's I'm talking about, you know, just a drill for, like, screw, screw, basic screws. And as a matter of fact, one time um, when I was getting work done when I was a kid, the guy left a drill in my room, and I was brought to bring it downstairs. Then I'm, Sabrina, no, I never really trusted my neighbors next door. Yeah. I was like, you know what, on second, though, I'm going to keep this shit right up under my bed just in case the fool try to act up and come and pay me a visit. I'm not, I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> you're getting drilled, period. Period. And again, you will not expect me to have that. I was like 12 at the time. <laughs> but I'm like, let me just keep this up under here because I'm not I'm not playing games. Um second is the Vitamix, okay? I saw that. That's a good that's a good joint. Cuz I always picture like me making a smoothie, somebody coming up on me and it's like surprise, you you're a part of the smoothie now. Like your hand goes right in there. You know what I was also thinking was a drill and you get the top of somebody's foot. Yep. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about a stapler gun too, but I'm like, listen, that's it's really not that many tools in my house. I feel like a stapler gun, I feel like it, that don't work because you get so much adrenaline, whatever you do with the staple gun, like you could just be like, ah, like Yeah. Yeah, but that drill, especially if you're going real crazy. I know we sound sick, but at the end of the day, we're still women who live alone. <laughs> and also, we don't know if the apocalypse is going to come. I mean, this year has been, it wouldn't be the wildest thing to happen this year. Yeah. Um, I think I was in the house alone. That's probably why I was thinking this. Yeah, and also, I've been looking at that guy in Philly who's been, like, pestering women, like, bothering them, coming in their homes, following them while they with their children and following them while they with their dog all through Philly, like it's floating around. And I'm just like, I don't feel bad for thinking about ways I can hurt people because Period. people definitely think about ways they can hurt me. Um, and then the third option is you said the got to be spray. I said Clorox spray. I was actually looking at this the other day. That, oh my God. So the other day I was in my apartment doing my work and sometimes when the heat cut on, it like closes doors. Yeah. And I'm in there by myself. So I heard like a door slam. And I was like, of course. <laughs> you know, when you start reading the room for what you could have, I looked at that Clorox. I'm like, I'm going to fuck my up with that Clorox spray. <laughs> their eyes probably going to be burning. And I figure out the rest after I know that work. <laughs> um, 
And finally, my car. I know people say that's not conventional, but my dad always remind me that your car it, is a weapon. My car is a weapon. He always said that when I was a kid. He's well, when I was twenty two and I learned how to drive. He was like, "I never forget if somebody is sticking a hand in your window or running to you, this car is a weapon." Yeah. <laughs> and he he's correct. And apocalyptic movies that people always try to like r- like ride the car back or mm-hmm. like somebody because like people always try to like jump in a car. They're like, mm-hmm. "Ah, help! I'm here alone." Mm-hmm. Nope, absolutely Got not. Got your ass. People who be like, "Hey, can you please help me? I'm all alone." I'm like, "Listen, baby." Yeah, we all alone. <laughs> you you right. You are alone. <laughs> <laughs> You gonna stay alone? Yeah. Um, I honey. just every time people take a chance to try to help folks in a movie, I'm, I'm sorry, it's a no for me, baby. Yeah. I'm. I can't even. I can't think of one reason I will open the door. Same. <laughs> Unless somebody is inside and I'm running out. Or too. like, if they had a baby, I would take the baby, and I'm like, I'm sorry. Oh, I don't know because sometimes babies be monsters too. <laughs> You know what? That's very true. Uh, maybe if we were further along in the apocalypse, not understood how to like differentiate good versus bad. But then with game with um Walking Dead, you start to realize, like just like anything else, once you get past the initial shock of it being an apocalypse, the bad, the thing to be afraid of again is humans. That's very true. That's just like COVID. Like remember, we was all afraid of COVID at first, and now we start we are less afraid of COVID, <laughs> and we're more afraid of like people and because of how they're acting in response to COVID. Mm-hmm. So it's like uh. Yeah, never fails. But yeah, that's our fave four for this week. Uh, let's move on into toast for assist. Um, the first person we want to give a toast to is our friend and friend of the show, uh, Jameer. Uh, so Jameer just recently dropped a cookbook called Good Ass Food. And I'm not sure if y'all follow him real quick. His Instagram is at juh.meerj.meer. Um, he makes some delicious food effortlessly. And, like, I know how every, everybody thinks they make f- good food and it just be some fucking, like, Alfredo or something. Like, no. No, he puts his he puts his foot in it. He puts his foot in it effortlessly. Like, he's always just making really, really good food. So good-ass food is great because it's, like, you know, practical meals that you can make. It's a black... A black man has made a book of recipes. And I just think that's so amazing. Um, he worked so hard, like, taking the pictures and making sh- making sure that the recipes were something that were, like, you know, they were good but super in quality but, still, but also equitable. I still don't know how he take his pictures so well. I just feel like some people's eyes set up different. I know. Because my cause... pictures always look real homely, like, of <laughs> my food. But, it, I mean, it's just they don't hit the same. Yeah, I be trying so hard. Yeah, so shouts to him, um, and y'all please pick up good-ass food. Um, also, we want to give a shout-out to Amber Riley. She just got engaged today. Congratulations to her. Also, Gabrielle Sidaway got engaged. Oh, wow, love it. I love to see black women getting loved and celebrated, um, especially when they're in their 30s, because people make it like if you turn 30 or 40 <laughs> and you're not already married, and then you're toast. They're like, you're going to die. It's like, wow, okay, cool. But um, I am happy that she is um, she's engaged. And the guy she engaged to, he kind of fine. I don't know if you saw the picture. Who? Her husband, Amber, R- well, her fiance, Amber Riley. Um, what's the next topic? <laughs> what's wrong? What is okay? Let me look at the outline. Why? What? What? Well, no. So what's the problem with her? Her man? 
What's next? So next up on the show, we have... <laughs> Not you moving to the next segment. <laughs> but Next up on the show, oh, we have Megan and Sonia. Of course. Wow. All right. Well... It's tea time, according to Sabrina. <laughs> um, so Megan Thee Stallion was voted GQ uh, Women Woman of the Year. Um, I don't person she of the had year. A hell of the year. Yeah, I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say what I'm thinking. About who? Um, I'm pregnant. And positivity about Amber Riley, um, man. Yeah. I'm oh pregnant. my God. See, I was gonna forget. Now you back at it. You wanna say it? No. I'll say it off the mic. I'm practicing positivity. But um. but no, you're... All right. So <laughs> she is the person of the year, uh, the rapper of the year, Megan Thee Stallion, um, plus George Clooney and Trevor Noah. Forget them. Yeah. Back to Meg. She did have a hell of a year. Like she said, she lost her mama and her granny in the same month. She got shot, backstabbed, and she became a superstar this year, like last year, Megan Thee Stallion was popping because she did a song with Nicki Minaj. But she yeah. was like, now she's like doing she she's doing everything. So That's I absolutely crazy. believe she deserves this. She does. She does. And in addition to that, she dropped a fucking she dropped good news. Yes, which was amazing. I still haven't listened to it, but I listened to body yada yada yada. I was screaming when I saw the music video. When Me I saw too. Taraji, I'm like, yes, old bitches winning. <laughs> I look when I saw how how she was moving, I'm like, yo, Megan really can dance. Yeah, she really can. And I think that's what separates her from these rap girls too, because I'm sorry, like a lot of people can't dance. And yeah. I ain't gonna say no names, but they can't dance yeah. like that. And I'm not and like I think that a lot of people can shake their ass, but she can dance. She can dance. And she can lift her legs high, like she mm-hmm. can do splits. And all that after being shot in the foot. Too. All that after being shot in the foot. Um and I know a lot of people was questioning that. But like she said, a pussy ass, what she say? A pussy ass gun for a pussy ass nigga, something like that. So meaning them them gunshots, thank God, didn't cause as much damage. Also, as, like in this mind over matter too, sometimes. Sometimes, but also in the case of like your your foot, you she probably just got really lucky with the gun. It probably was a really like they said it was like a twenty two or something, yeah. which is really really small. But if he would have shot her somewhere else, like my cousin Kiki was saying, a twenty two could actually do a lot of damage yeah. to like your stomach area or something. But the thing is, he probably didn't even know how to shoot. He's a crazy evil minion. And I'm I'm so happy she made that song just calling him a bitch mm-hmm. because that makes me feel good when women shit on men. And it's a lot of men right now who are so angry with Megan Thee Stallion. And if you ask them, they cannot tell you why. And you know what's the craziest thing? What? This isn't even the first diss track towards him. Dreamed out, she been made a diss track towards him and she ate him up. That, see, that's wild. You have two women who wrote a diss track about you. But nobody That's cares. Fair. But no, nobody will care. Nobody will... Well, not nobody, because a lot of people really do understand and see what's going you on. You know, I've been praying for his downfall. Yeah, you really have. And just as we started <laughs> to be like, well, let's see, because he's talking about Breonna, and you realize, oh, he wanted him. But, yeah, a lot of people were mad about... Her winning, like, rapper of the year should have been Lil Baby. Uh, mad about the grim. But I'm like, listen, I like Lil Baby and all. But how can you even compare their impacts this year? This is what I mean about. Also, when you listen to her, she really behaves with punchlines after punch after punch. 
she had punchlines. She has challenges. She has giveaways. She has contests. She started so much. And she she's literally came out of nowhere. And she was doing this shit while she was in school. Yeah. She collabed with all of our faves. Like, within one year. We can't even get some of these girls together in the same room. to You know, like, for Beyonce to jump on your shit is something else. And I'm like, Lil Baby absolutely is talented. I'm very happy for what he stands for. But it's about the impact that you've had. Mm-hmm. For someone to lose their, their mother, their grandmother, and get shot and backstabbed and still... Keep coming harder and, and harder she and harder. Have no family, no, no family. And that friend of hers is a backstabber. I'm sorry. That's These bitches is goofy. I cannot. That's I, whack as fuck. And she was friends with her for like how long? A very long time. Like before the before this rap stuff happened. That is sick. It's me. sick. It's so sick how people can be that way. <laughs> But what the fuck did Megan say? Some shit like watching me win from your knees to her. She said, you watching me win from while you, you know, while you on your knees. And I'm sorry, that would have hurt my feelings. Yeah. That really would have hurt my feelings. She did all that just to fuck Tory Lanez? Yeah, his fucking... The, he looked like the nigga from, um, what's it called? The Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> the one that mm. Sally kept poisoning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the guy that, yeah, he do. Don't he look just like him? Evil. Evil and he hates women. Yeah, and he likes the same height. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to look up. Big ass brain. I just I never knew his name, but when I was a kid, I'm like, I knew that it was perverted That's really to how, hold her hostage like that. That's really how he is, too. And he Dr. knew Dr. Finkelstein. <laughs> of course, that's his nigga name. Dr. Daystar. Really out there trying to uh Ooh, sorry. Also, like, he he knew Sally hated him. He knew it, and he still wanted to keep her. Yep, that's that's remember Remember when he when she was trying to poison him, and he was like, you tried first. I'm like, if you got to say that to somebody that's in your life, let him go. <laughs> and that wasn't the first time he did it. She, she's always up to tricks because she hated him. <laughs> and she poisoned his ass anyway because her spoon had holes in it. So she's like, mmm, good. You taste it. His dumb ass slurped it up and passed out. And got up and was like, where is she? <laughs> Meanwhile, she out there with Jack getting her fucking life. <laughs> That's really how he looked. He is so, uh, the thing that makes me mad is he's still talking. He's never going to stop because um, sociopaths are unable to feel shame for long periods of time because they don't want to see themselves that way. They're unable to feel bad for long periods of time. Um, Hugh Grant is playing like a sociopath in this show, mm-hmm. and it's it's called Undoing on HBO. Mm-hmm. If you guys watch it, let me know. And it's so fucking scary to see how some people, but it's people like this, and I see them every day. Like they're like narcissistic, all of those things. It's like they don't care what they do wrong; they're gonna always minimize it. Mm-hmm. It's so scary. I hate him. Um, but I do love Megan Thee Stallion and I'm so happy she's winning I'm happy she's doing these challenges I know she I I feel very confident that she's going to get like a Grammy and I'm like people need to be less argumentative about who deserves what and just think about a time like whoa Doja Cat Megan Thee Stallion Chloe and Holly like all right, we all know the awards shows aren't necessarily everything but it does say something about how the needle's moving that 
all these women rappers mm-hmm. and just black women are, you know, considered Cause, the best because they are. That's what's hot right now. Like, that's other music. Mm-hmm. Catch up. Lil Baby also did get um get uh, nominated for a Grammy. So I'm hoping that he gets. That's some. crazy to me because that he like he just reminds me of someone that's from the trenches. He really from the trenches, <laughs> but I like little baby because he heavy on the get therapy, and I think that um, that's, that's it. it's not gonna be enough to hear it from black women because we've been saying it for years. <laughs> black men gonna have to hear it from other black men. That's so it. and they they gotta hear it from men who look like them and who live like them too. Also, he he don't he don't like. He's quiet. Other people are obsessed with his life. Mm-hmm. Obsessed with his life. That's so weird. He's very quiet. And also, like, his his baby model even be saying nothing either. No, she just be on, on, on TikTok with the baby dancing. <laughs> and that be infuriating people. People be like, he ain't gonna do nothing but cheat on you. It's like, damn. Yeah, like, can she fucking have fun? Um, listen, a lot of the, 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 these, the rapper girlfriends of the, the Gen Z rapper girlfriends, they really be out here on um, wearing the best wigs, uh, getting their surgeries and living their life, and people tap in to 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 be in there to be interested in them. They don't do anything. They never claim to do anything. It's not like the old women on basketball wives where they would be like, I'm an entrepreneur. They're like, No, I just I'm chilling. I just stay home and I'm a vibe for a living. How can you be mad at them? They didn't ask any of us to consume them. Yeah. They did not ask any of us to consume them. Yeah. The the youth have decided to. But it's real funny that I look around, I see people damn near 30 and plus, 30 plus, talking about Jada, Ari, Jada. You need to mind your business. You do. Also, like, I knew about the Jada before I knew that they, her and little baby was going together because I knew she, like, ran a boutique. And I oh, like, so oh, she is pretty. a business owner. Yeah. Okay, cool. See, she don't even be putting that, like, she don't throw that around And she's pretty, so I just remember I saw her. And she looks like somebody, like, that we we know. That's the pretty girls I went to high school with, like, right there. Like, I when I see people like that, I'm like, she's just gorgeous. Same with, like, JT and little Dirk girlfriend. Like, I'm like, I'm liking seeing black women with black features yeah, me too. <laughs> being celebrated. Like, that's what I'm ready for because for a minute— any black woman that was celebrated either was light skinned or had or got um had had a moment where they felt like they had to get rid of their black features mm-hmm. in order to be you know looked at as beautiful. So happy to see black women who look black women. <laughs> I hope that don't sound bad. <laughs> black women who look black women who look like black women is what I meant. <laughs> All right, look, look like regular everyday girls. Look like regular everyday pretty I girls. Need around the world, girl. <laughs> so Young Jeezy and Gucci Mane decided to argue on <laughs> verses. And honestly, I really did not understand the impact of them going back and forth until like until shit was happening and it was real awkward. Because in high school we both did like Young Jeezy. Yeah, I couldn't stand him. I always loved Gucci Mane. I liked Gucci Mane, but I didn't love him until I got older. And then as I got older, I saw Jeezy changing, and I said, good for him, but it still wasn't my business what was going on with Young Jeezy. I always feel like I'm just, I can't consume him for some yeah, reason. I just like, for that's for grown men. It's for grown men and my girlfriend, Lacey. That's it. <laughs> that's who Young Jeezy is for. And mm-hmm. also, he... 
He just made a lot of noises while he was rapping that I just didn't yeah, like. Same. It gave me secondhand embarrassment. Like, same. and then calling himself Young Jizzle was rude. Oh, and I don't like when he like when he's like yeah yeah. Certain like noises that. aren't compatible with certain people, and for me, like that was very much like sexual for some yeah, reason. And he it was very sexual. Looked like a um like a testicle. Whoa. Now, you already called one person a testicle. I'm not apologizing for that one. He tried to get Gucci shot. Ting. I'm standing in that one. But, but <laughs> that's true. He he a changed man or whatever, but Gucci ain't agree. Here's my thing. You you hear about a versus, you hear all the old beef is squashed. Yeah. But when you find out that the beef was that somebody's friend was killed and another person had a hit on another person's head... It's like, why did y'all think y'all would squash this? Which yeah. it then goes back to how much money are y'all niggas really getting to the point where now you meet with people who tried to kill you? Yeah. That's ridiculous. I don't think me. I could do that. No, no way. I don't talk to people who've done less to me. <laughs> Same. Same. Yo, I still don't talk to this one girl because she abandoned us during a group project. And you know what's real funny is that she she booked a modeling campaign for like something national. Yeah. So sometimes I walk into a store and I see her ass and I get so fucking angry. And then my mom was like, oh, okay, it was like a hair picture, right? Uh-huh. And on the hair picture, my mom was like, oh, that's sharp. I was like, I don't like that hair just because she was the model. <laughs> So I'm like, I would never stand in a room with somebody who tried to fucking kill me. It would be a setup. If I ever agree to come, I'm yeah. gonna, I plan to kill you. Like, don't don't trust me. Yeah, that's wild. That's very wild. That, no. Also, like, the fact that he tried to get him killed, I'm like, you? That's weird. Like, y'all niggas is weird. And y'all be plotting shit like that? Come on. Like, it's a song. This all started over music. Like, shit just begin. But then men, everybody be like, women so emotional. Women so no, emotional. men are so emotional. They don't go, they don't want to argue. They don't want to fight. They want to go straight to murder. Like, he came for me. Kill him. It's like, damn. <laughs> emotional as shit. Emotional as shit. And everybody be like, well, women can't do it. I'm like, y'all niggas be starting wars. Whole gang wars they over so- songs. Fucking song. You sat in or the I studio. Who you like, did it. Who like the King of Atlanta or something like that? Not, I love that. I love that everybody but I'm the King of Atlanta. The whole time, the whole school district failed you. What do you love about it so much? <laughs> what do you love about Atlanta so much? The public housing is trash. Also, you're not fixing it. Oh yeah, they don't be fit. Well, also, like they, him saying he own. He said he own. Half of Atlanta, but it's like if you own it and Killer Mike own it and Ti own it, who like y'all? There like, should be no shit, poverty in Atlanta for black this, people, right? Is this shit really Wakanda? How big is it? It's ridiculous. It's it's truly ridiculous. And like I don't want to be in Atlanta business too much because I really don't understand like what's going on. But I would really, really be interested to know from anyone who lives in Atlanta. And I'm not being completely sarcastic. Let me know if what young Jeezy does. Yes, Jeezy, Ti, and Killer Mike have made significant differences in your community. Let me know if they've changed the way public education is, or just let me know if you pay them now instead of white people. Because that's, um, I think that's a question worth answering. Exactly. That's crazy, though. But that shit was, even though they was going back and forth, that shit was boring. Yeah, I was, like, just getting real stressed. And I'm like, this is supposed to be fun. Like, we got enough going <laughs> on 
you know, in the country, and we got these two people, and especially Gucci was just being so disrespectful to the point where I'm just like, whoa. And there's somebody I was like, what's he? I mean, is there such thing as being too disrespectful to somebody who tried to kill you? <laughs> but then Jeezy hopped up on his um, Martin Luther King bag. He's like, no, we doing something to be positive. I'm like, bro, no, you can't sweep it under the rug that you tried to kill him. <laughs> I'm sorry. Why y'all um, meet? Why did y'all do this? I'm sorry. Like, uh, you changed, but that that having trying to have you murder is something that I don't know if I could get. I can ever get over that. You try to take me off this earth. Yeah, and I'm gonna be honest with you. I know people who have changed after doing some nut shit, but they can't come run away no more. It's like you better change ass out in the suburbs. Yeah. But you better not come back to this block. Because <laughs> that's crazy as shit. Yeah, you that's can change. Thought, but you wanted me gone. Yeah. You wanted to take me away from my kids. Yeah, yeah, when you put it like that. And it wasn't that long ago. This beef has been started 15 years ago. 15 years ain't enough time for me to forgive. Yeah. <laughs> it ain't. Especially because, like, that's just when it started 15 years ago. That's not saying that, like, it actually. I didn't hear the stuff Gucci was saying, though. Oh, my God. He was just, like, uh, just throwing, like, shots. Just And he was visibly angry. He was, like, visibly upset, visibly angry, coming at his outfit, coming at everything. And I thought like, he looked better. Who? Jeezy. Oh, yeah. Gucci man absolutely looked better. And then, of course, he was saying his outfit cost 10 k and he was, like, something. I own half. You get outfit could be 10 k I own half Atlanta. All that stuff. He probably owned, like, one bar. <laughs> <laughs> he, I seem like he owned laundromats. Yeah, like he probably, okay, a bar in a laundromat. <laughs> like, also, like, now, again, when people brag about being capitalist, I'm like, shh, quiet it down. All right. Um, so let's get into something very, it was both hilarious and heartbreaking, and that's Santana <laughs> versus Roland Ray. I know. I was like, why? I know. The I'm girls Roland are Ray. fighting. I'm team Roland Bray. I know, I am. I'm sorry. Because I love, the thing is, like, I love Santana. I love his music. I listen to it all the time. That's what me and Savvy listen to every time she do my nails. Like, I love his music. But the thing about him is he's literally always wrong. <laughs> yeah, and when you said that, I had to laugh because I'm like, that's true. That's just he facts. Always, he's he's the wrong one. He always the wrong one. The thing, always. The thing is, I, I, I think Santana is funny as fuck. And I definitely top five as far as memes, reaction videos, oh, yeah. is going to be Santana's. Like, <laughs> yeah. the unmatched, so hilarious, so problematic, could not be around. <laughs> the thing is, I know I could be around Roland Bray. Yeah, I know I could. Same. I feel like same. me and Roland Ray could be friends. Like it would I would always look out. But Santana, I'm like, no, nah, I would want to fight. <laughs> like I could tell because yeah. he just be saying crazy shit. Yeah. Um, but somebody asked Santana <laughs> Roland Ray was his brother. And instead of just ignoring the message. That was a dumb ass question. Yeah, they're clearly trying to be funny because they're both gay black men. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So they're trying to be trying to be funny, and you either show support for Roland Ray, or you just ignore it. But instead, he was like, "Don't fucking play with me." Like it's an insult to be related to Ray. Yeah. So of course Ray ain't liked it. And was like, <laughs> "You could have just ignored it." And then body shaming came, <laughs> and then you know they started to go back and forth, and <laughs> Santana told Roland Ray to keep scrolling and keep rolling. So it was a lot going on, but you know Ray said he was just trying to charge his chair when somebody's <laughs> coming for him. 
And it wasn't enough to just, you know, come from via Twitter. Ray had to hop on Instagram and was like, oh, he is with JT and Carisha Per. <laughs> like, that was what fucked me up. Not Carisha. <laughs> Roland Ray is not the one. Santander. Santander. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, Roland Wright ate Santana the fuck My up. I'm is, sorry. I don't understand. Like, for me, if if Roland Wright came for me, I would probably I would laugh. laugh. And I would be honored. Like, people be getting so, like, they be getting so emotional. Like, I don't He's, get he it. said, fuck out my mentions. That's what Santana said. <laughs> <laughs> he said that also that Roland Wright was in his DM request. <laughs> Which probably was true. But it could have been, like, on some love. But that's when it hit harder. It's like, yo, I was showing you love, and now you coming for me. Yeah. For what reason? Exactly. Like, and, like, for instance, like, how Roland Ray and, like, Lil Nas X had a little thing. And Lil Nas X was like, please forgive me. Like, <laughs> that's funny. Like, he gets it. He understands that Roland Ray is somebody that, like, He's very auntie. Yes, like, exactly, exactly. So, no matter how mean Roland Ray is, you have to be like, no, nah, that's 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 my elder, even though yeah. he's younger than us. <laughs> no, I also love that Roland Ray and Meatball went at went back and forth. <laughs> Why is you coming for me, Meatball? Meatball had nothing to say. No, and that's the correct response. When Roland Ray comes for you, don't say anything. Don't like the fact that he brought up the wheelchair. I really don't like that. But, you know, Roland Ray makes a joke out of it himself. But I just think it's a cheap shot. Like, it's just so corny. It's so It's corny. a cheap shot. It's so he corny. makes fun of it himself. Yeah. So it's like, what are you going to say? But my whole thing is, for an able-bodied person to come for a wheelchair will always be inappropriate to me. Mm-hmm. So I, just, I did not like that. Now, like I said, with that being said, Santana's memes are still top tier. He's still funny as fuck, but shouldn't have came for Roland Ray. Shouldn't have. And I'm, Roland Wright could be chopping me up right now, and I'm still going to always defend him. That's just how it is. And that's on her. And guess what? So is Beyonce. Because <laughs> he got a box. And, yep, he and sure did. He wasn't mine because I ordered Ivy Park stuff, and my stuff did not come like that. And Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> I paid for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had to pay for it. My own money. <laughs> I'm cracking the fuck up. And Nicki Minaj, who he comes for all the time. Just quoted uh-huh. him today. <laughs> so I'm like, Santana joined the club. He's not the one. He's the two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Looking turp. <laughs> so the Santana came on Love and Hip Hop with yellow teeth. Walking the dog, forgot to pick up the shit. <laughs> So many, like, yo. I would never want nobody to talk to me like that, like, ever. <laughs> Sometimes I'm looking turp. <laughs> that means you, you look, um, you look stinky. Like, <laughs> ugly as shit. Like, no. Uh-uh. If you say I look turp, we fighting. <laughs> That shit was so funny. All right, I got a question for you. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) (sighs) Sorry, I'm really coughing over here. With my mask on, Mm. um, 
Do you think you're going to get the vaccination? Um, at this point, if they say, <laughs> if they say it allows me to go to Disneyland, I'm like, fuck her up. Fuck her That's up. How I feel. I'm like, what could be worse than what I already feel? I really was telling my cousin, I'm like, what, a third arm? A third um, eye? I might wait, like, like, all right, for instance, I didn't get the new PlayStation because I wanted to wait till they work out the kinks. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, if you're going to wait for a PlayStation, why not wait for a sudden that's going to be injected into your body? Exactly, but... so I'll wait till they work out the kinks. But I'm going to get that shit. I feel like sometimes, like, at first I was real stern. I'm like, fuck, no, they going to rush me. it. I need to um, make an appointment to get the... Um... Flu shot? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I got mine. And I never get vaccinated, but I was like, listen, you ain't going to catch me slipping this year. And also, <laughs> I got the flu last year. And when I tell y'all, it was, was turf. It was turf, okay? <laughs> it was no, turf. No, towards the end, you was getting on my nerves. I'm like, just relax. Like, you're like, no, I want to party. <laughs> Oh, yeah, when I was, like, getting over the flu and I threw a New Year's party. But that's because it was almost over. But when I was cleaning, I was getting real winded. I was like, oh, my God, maybe she was right. Maybe I can't do this party. But then I kept thinking about New Year's going by by myself. And I'm like, oh, uh-uh, we going to get, I need a dress. I need to put a dress on. I wanted to kick your ass. I remember when we all thought 2020 was going to be our year? Yeah, look. I want to welcome in the new decade. Fuck out of here. <laughs> a waste of time and energy. And that's why the year 2021 coming, and I'm going to be right at home in my jammies pretending like it don't even happen because that's I'm a, just not I'm not doing it no honestly, more. Honestly, those, those be the best New Year's sometimes. Honestly, yeah, you're right, because the year 2016 was so good, and I slept through the New Year. I think I, I do remember that. Yeah, 2016 was a pretty popping year. It was. And I slept right through that shit. Wait, was it? For me. Um, I think I had a mental breakdown. No, was I in a relationship? Um, no, I was just getting off. Yeah. Um, yeah, 2016 was... And I think that's when, that was my thought year. <laughs> yeah, it was a good year. 2016... 2016 was a year when you was like, this is... The part where I... Like, you broke you broke free. <laughs> I did. You broke free. Also, I think 2016 was a year, like, you would tell me you ain't care about niggas before, and I wouldn't believe you for real. But after 2016, I believed you. And to this day, for to this day, to this day, I believe you. But it wasn't until after 2016, <laughs> Before then, I I would I'll be watching. I'll be like, see, I would get nervous when you start liking somebody because you was kind of sensitive back then. I was so sensitive. You I ain't sensitive be, no more. I really don't be caring. This, but that's how I believe that people can change. Cause when I saw <laughs> how you did that, I was like, oh well, I'll be damned. Yeah, I really don't care. These niggas is hoes. Turd. Everybody. And they be looking turd. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, I 2016 was a good year because I fucking fell asleep through the new year. But um back to the vaccination. Um part of me like while I was being real strict back in March cuz I'm not a vaccination girl like I mean, I don't know who would like that title, <laughs> but I'm just not <laughs> I'm not a medicine girl. Like, I'm just, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I'm nothing like that. I just, I just try to go through life with taking as less medication as possible. You know, if I got like a little headache, I'm not going to take anything. I'm like, I'm just going to lay down and rock out, eat something. I just try my best not to take medicine until I'm in pain. If I'm in pain, give me whatever you got. But 
I just really try to try to um what's the word I'm looking for? Be as natural as possible, I guess I could say. But when it comes to this vaccination, I'm so tired of the way things are. And if this if if it means that we can get the fuck outside and get back to some sense of normalcy and connect to Disneyland. Yeah, and I can <laughs> not be afraid to be like around people. That's what I don't like. Is is that if I just thought I would get sick, then honestly, I I this wouldn't be so bad. But the fact that I think that I could get somebody sick is what's really, really, really yeah, bothering me. That, yeah, that freaks me out, too. Also, like, working in pharmaceutical, a lot of people are like, well, why this get done so quick? Honestly, uh, drugs could always go this speed. But why would you? Why would you push something yeah. out like this unless you had, I don't know, like a global pandemic affecting, you know, people and killing them large amounts by the day? Exactly. But at the end of the day... We always are at the mercy of medicine <laughs> and doctors because yes, if I always think like, unfortunately, like God forbid, knock on wood, this never happens. You get into this crazy um, accident. You ain't going to have no say in what treatments they're using for you. Yeah. And if it's experimental or anything else. And I feel like we are low key there. Like we don't have much say in how how much we trust it. All you can say is that the, the clinical trials now for two, I think, for Moderna and for Pfizer are looking mm-hmm. to be 90% effective. The flu shot isn't even that effective. Yeah. And then it's another one coming out that's been tested. Other countries, I think it's AstraZeneca, 70%. I ain't feeling 70% too much. But, you know, <laughs> 90 plus percent effective is highly effective. Yeah. They were shooting for like a 50 or 60% effective range. So I'm like, I do feel pretty good about it. Of course, I want to hear more. Yeah. But I'm like, at the end of the day, somebody going to have to take the shit. Because they, they said vaccines don't work, so being vaccinated works. Yeah, <laughs> so, I, I just had to put my, because I was like, I thought it was going to be, for, first of all, I know CVS, you can get all them vaccines there. And I'm to the point where I'm like, honestly, shoot me up. Because <laughs> I just, they said you can get up to four vaccines there. And guess what? I'm getting four. So I was like, what's you know, all the vaccines? I'm getting a vaccine for hepatitis A, B, C. Flu. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you getting hepatitis want, shots? I don't want no shit. That's how I feel. <laughs> I don't want no shit. <laughs> yeah, like the flu. So I'm like, shoot me up. I ain't gonna lie, that flu I, shot hurt my arm. Um, so I'm getting. Bit. They said up to four. Guess what? Move the lata. That's how I feel like. I know. Because I am a, first of all, I'm not a, like, not a vaccine girl, but, but I don't play when it comes to, like, I had got, um, all my HPV shots, like, I always get tested for stuff, but I don't fuck around. I don't fuck around with no fuck around. So, I'm like, honestly, light me up. (laughs) Yeah, I'm definitely. And they caught me slipping because, like, when I was younger, the the chickenpox vaccine. So this is crazy. Oh, excuse me. So the chickenpox vaccine, I it's, it's weird because I'm older than Iman. So oh like God. a few months, I'm a few months older than you. But think about it. When we was kids. I turned five before you. So with like school and mm-hmm. like vaccines and stuff like that, my mom. And but this is the chickenpox vaccine. Like I guess when I turned five, that's when it just came out. Mm-hmm. My mom didn't want to want me to get it because it was very new. So she had rather me get chickenpox so I wouldn't have it. 
for instance, Iman and Eric, but Eric is older than both of us. Mm-hmm. But Eric, Iman and Eric, they both had got the chicken pox vaccine. And so speed forward to me being what, 26? No, 20, yeah, 26, 25, 26, or whatever. I get the shingles. And I was freaking out because I'm like, that's an old person, like an old person thing. Like who, like my mm-hmm. age in their twenties, gets a shingle. But I got it because I had the chicken pox, and the shingles. Once you have chicken pox, the shingles lives inside yeah, your body. Yeah, it can re- it can resurface exactly. Again. And I flared up because I think I'm, I think I, I was stressed out and I was working out. So all that like tension on my body, I was working out because I was stressed out. And I was like, I changed like my diet. I was like eating less and stuff like this. And my body just like freaked out, I guess. And I had a shingles um, outbreak because I didn't get the vaccine. But for instance, Iman and Eric will never get the shingles because yeah. they had the vaccine and I didn't. So now I'm like, you know what? Shoot me up. I'm interested. That's all I got to say. Is that I'm, in- I'm interested. And also read that not everyone has to get it. My mom, so please, guys, look it up. My mom tells me shit all the time that isn't true. Uh, she said that if you get herd immunity, so if a certain percentage of the country takes uh, the vaccination, everyone won't need to. What that number will look like, though, is I don't, I don't know. Also, they were saying, like, do you want to give it to older people, even though they're at risk? Then we got people like Governor Cuomo of New York saying things mm-hmm. like, like, a lot of people are realizing that this affects the black and brown community first. So they're like, give it to the black people first. You know, let them be first in line. It's like, yeah, but as black people have absolutely had experiments done on them yeah. in this country and uh, in some people's lifetime— yeah, it just don't feel good hearing so like them say that. Catch twenty two. Yes, like, it's like uh, thanks, but like no thanks. It's like you're absolutely right. They are the essential worker. Like black and brown people are more likely to be essential workers and are more likely to live in hot, hot, um, and high populated areas. And won't have the um option to um like self quarantine because like living situations and, because, and yep. poverty and stuff like that. That's what's tearing up El Paso, Texas right now. So it's like, yeah, there's this need, but then it's like also like it doesn't help when you have like at least twenty percent conspiracy theorists in you and you're like, all right, was this the plan all along? Always gonna be in my mind when white people are spearheading things, unfortunately. And it's just like that sucks because you j- we almost have to trust Folks, even if we do mm-hmm. have like have some questions raised, I know some people are just gonna be like no to the vaccine, but they was gonna say that anyway mm-hmm. to any vaccine, and I'm like that's your right. And with the herd immunity, maybe everyone won't have to get it, so those people who aren't comfortable can still be like protected. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, for at this point, I I wouldn't mind getting a shot. I really wouldn't. Yeah, same. Especially if it's just like one of those things like. All right, I get it, and nothing happens. Like, say I still get COVID, that's fine. But, like, if I get it, and it's like, all right, I start sweating and shit, now I got a problem. Because I'm like, come on. Yeah, Really, right. bro? And how long does it last is another. Like, I'm, I have some questions, but I will absolutely, I'm not going to say no. Yeah, like, for instance, like, how the chickenpox vaccine, you get it, and then you good. For, for the rest life. of your life. And then, then a flu, flu shot. shot you got to mm-hmm. always get it. And, like, I don't know how, I know that, because I had to get a, TB shot when I worked with kids. Yeah, me too. So, 
how long does I know the TV shot lasts for like a certain amount of years? Because I worked with kids in like 2016. I think it lasts for like two years, but don't quote me. It might be two or four. I feel like I feel like I've seen that number before. That's annoying. And what's the other shot that you had to get when you work with kids again? I had to get, all, uh, you know, we both had to get all of them. Yeah, I think I just had to get the TV shot. I had to get TV and I had to get something else. I forgot what it was, but some of them let, because like, I remember on the paper it was like, um, how long ago did you get like this shot yeah. X Y Z and then you had the was it meningitis? Out. I think it might have I been think it. I had to get a meningitis shot. No, it might be because you work old. Oh no, oh you work. Oh yeah, because you went to. Well, I should have got it too. I went to college with white people too. Oh yeah, they was like, um, you have to get something for like religious reasons, saying you you don't get it. Yeah. Otherwise, it's like yeah. Yeah, I had to get that too. The meningitis shot. Yeah, because I'm in the college with white people. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If it's, well, practically they always show them in the commercials, but I feel like they the face of it. They really are the face of it. And you know why? Because they the face of making out. Is that the kissing See, disease? I think it is. Right. Yo, we really dumb as shit. Hold on, y'all. No, or is that the mumps? Meningitis. It definitely affects your brain. What's the kiss? I got to find out. What's the kissing disease? Because they both start with um, M's. Oh, it's mono. It's mono. 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 That's, what it, That's what it is. Okay, yeah. Because my mom always made me so scared to catch mono as a kid. She like, you go kissing on people, you end up with mono. <laughs> and then I knew somebody who got mono. Oh, yeah, and they passed away. Uh, yeah, well, that was meningitis, the oh, uh, person that passed yeah. away. But the person who had mono, she... um. She just got really sick, and it was in eighth grade. But I don't think she kissed anybody. I mean, she could have drank a share of soda with somebody or something like yeah. that. You know what? That's why it reminds me of white people, too. Yeah, couldn't let my mom. Mm-hmm. Couldn't tell my mom that. But anyway, I don't know. Yeah, I would take the vaccine. That's that's the bottom line. Um, that's the bottom black hair Because <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm tired. I, I don't need to care about going outside as much as I just want to see my family and friends without being afraid I'm going to kill them. Yeah, that part. Um, let's get into the sunken place. Um, so I don't know why people think that this is an acceptable thing to say, but when a black woman shares that she is pregnant, please do not run down all the ways that black women are dying at a high rate. Like, why would that be acceptable to tell a woman? who is now entering a new scary, frightening chapter. Like, let's not even talk about the process of pregnancy and how your body's about to change and not belong to you. Let's also talk about how the fact that you are now responsible for a whole other human. Um, let's not even factor in, like, the the partner and what that relationship will change into. Postpartum. Postpartum. It, it, it pregnancy emotions like so much is about to change and you do you really need to picture yourself dying on the table we already know as black women that we die more than other people at a higher rate um and it's scary to know that you may not be able to trust your physician or the team to take care of you also pregnancy is just high risk in general like it is like when you think about it, it is a very, very bizarre um happening. Yeah, it is. Like it's, it's it's very, very um and I don't mean that in a rude way. Like it's very It's like, like magic though. It is. It's very um so it's it's gonna be high risk in general, but like you said, we are like, you know, high at a higher risk. But it is very high risk because um 
you know somebody that passed away from mm-hmm. pregnancy and they were white. Yeah, she was sick, you know? Yeah. She definitely was sick. I think that the the real issue and concern with, um, with like, black people is the fact that people don't believe black women when they are in pain or discomfort. Mm-hmm. They yeah. always think that they're being dramatic. Yeah. Um, and like I said, it's just that's why stereotypes are uh, dangerous because mm-hmm. it's not just a matter of, like, oh, well, I'm not getting that job opportunity. Like, yeah, that's dangerous, but... To the point where your Life is pre- prejudice is so deep that you can't believe that I'm saying, hey, I feel like I'm dying right now, and you can't be preventative to save me or give me comfort or anything like mm-hmm. that. That's a huge problem. But I know so many uh, black women who are pregnant, and that's the first thing people want to tell them. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Do you? What do you think I'm supposed to do with that information? I already know. I already know, and I'm already scared. So how is that helpful for you to tell me that? That's like somebody had came in when I was um, working my retail job before all this. Somebody came in, and they told um, my pregnant um, sales associate how she um, how she had lost her, her baby. And she was in there looking for shapewear because her body changed or whatever. You could have just said you in here looking for shapewear. And she told her how she lost her baby. And so that sent my um, coworker into a panic, and then the my coworker was already like scared. So she was always going to the hospital and stuff because every <sighs> little thing she felt nervous about, and that like comment sent her in like overdrive. Yeah. Oh my God. See, that's terrible. So like, stop giving people unsolicited advice, especially like, especially black women, which my coworker was uh, is a black woman. Um, but stop giving us unsolicited advice and, like, putting fear in our heart. Because, first of all, we already, it's something that I guess, like, um, I'm kind of, like, it's something that I kind of, like, repress or I don't like to think about how, you know, and hopefully things, when I do decide to have a child, things get better. But no matter who I have a child with, my child is always going to be perceived as black. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I, it's something you got to think about, like, um, having the, like, police talk and, like, the, um, you know. You're not the, the same. and got to work harder. Talk. Exactly. Work harder and, like, uh, microaggressions and all this stuff like How that. How to stand up for yourself, but in a way that's this. Your exactly. hair, your this, your, your that. And then also worrying about if I have a child with somebody who is a different race from me, how um making sure they grow up that they don't feel confused and unwanted um by you know who uh, um by like either culture um and like stuff like that it's just so much stuff you got to think about yeah like and i think about will i be good at this you know because yeah. i feel that i'm so loving and i'm so caring but you know children just need so much attention and most of us have never had to give that much attention until we're in that position. So it's like, how do you know how you respond? How do you know if you'll pass along anxiety? How do you know if your children will be healthy? You know, it's just so much that is absolutely scary. And you're fortunate just to have a healthy child. That mm-hmm. People don't talk about how big of a blessing that is because they're like, oh, that's normal. Yeah, but to to have a child that is sick in any way is truly challenging Mm -hmm. and you never know you Mm -hmm. never know nobody most people don't have a baby with the idea that anything will be wrong until after you know they're born Mm -hmm. so it is a frightening job 
to have a child. And people just don't need the negative energy, especially not black women. Um, My girlfriend who is pregnant, you know, our girlfriend Corinne, mm-hmm. she recently told people she's pregnant. She said, don't wish me well, because a lot of y'all well wishes don't actually be well at all. Yeah. So just don't wish me nothing because, and that's a shame that a, a woman who's pregnant has to feel that because she knows that people really, really have these weird, like, things that they push on you. Like, it's just, it's don't, don't, yeah, don't wish me well. Just don't say nothing to me if I get yeah. pregnant because I don't want your advice. Same thing happens when people say they're getting married and folks be like, enjoy, <laughs> It ain't easy. It's like, okay, you had your chance to be in bliss. Can I have mine? Yeah, stop being like that. That is so, that is ugly and unwanted. Nobody's counting on you to bring bring us back to reality. Some yeah. people are well aware of reality and are happy with it. So it's also, like, like, how about that? Mind your business. Everybody isn't a loser like you. <laughs> That's the bottom line. That's the bottom black ass line. That's the big ass bottom line. mopey ass losers. Ugh. The thing is, you're like, I don't have your brain. Your brain is different. Yeah. No. And I'm glad I don't. That's how I be feeling sometimes. Pregnancy is just such a beautiful thing, too. Like you said, when you think about it, like, it really is magic, you know? And it's, but it's it's, it's scary and it's dangerous. Mm -hmm. It's unique. Like, every creature does it differently. Like, we could have laid eggs, but no, for some reason, we just. We lay eggs in our side, our body. But, like, you know what I mean? It's just, like, so many weird ways, like, it could have happened. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, just leave pregnant black women alone and let them, you know, do their thing. And if you're not going to be fighting uh, against the system, then don't bring your grievances to women who are carrying. Like, that just don't make no sense. Also, um, we just wanted to put in a sunken place people like Elon Musk and Erica Badu. Um, so Erica Badu and Elon Musk both took to Twitter to like talk about how um <sighs> how losers. the COVID test thing was weird because they both uh they were taking rapid tests, which have been proven to be kind of wonky, a little fishy, and not suggested due to how easily easy like they just are not they shady. The tests are shady. Like, they are not always correct. Yeah, and it's so fast. Yeah, so, so they... A fucking rapid test. They recommend the longer ones. So Elon Musk took a test, a rapid one, and was like, oh, first it was negative, now it's positive. So what what's, what, what do y'all think is happening? And then Erica Badu was like, yeah, one of my nostrils was negative, one of them was positive, which is so... Uh, likely to happen. And, like, just they're raising their eyebrows and, like, hmm, what y'all think happening? It's like we already have enough people who believe this shit is not real. Why would you want to shake the table and make them say, like... To your millions of followers. To your millions of followers. In this and time. Elon Musk has idiots that follow him. Yeah, yeah, and people think that once a smart, rich person says something, it's because it's inside information. I wouldn't say smart. Well, well, smart enough to have Tesla, <laughs> you know what I mean? And they may not be smart to you or I, but book smarts, he's got to know something. Yeah, book smarts. So I'm just like, you know, when people think that a successful yeah. per- rich person, man, says something, that it has to be true. And we already have these stubborn, arrogant people who don't believe it. And here's the thing. If y'all get tested positive for COVID, even if you're on a ventilator, one thing will be sure. 
the best care possible will be given to you. Yep. Mm-hmm. The, even if you don't make it, yep. people will be able to be like, the best care possible mm-hmm. went into saving Elon Musk. Every medicine on the market, comfortable, socially distanced, was able to go home and heal comfortably. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to happen for you. The niggas that follow you, not so much. And you would think that they would know that, like, oh, I got to move differently. But people just, no. it's been proven that they just don't think that way. For some reason, they think they're closer proximity, proximity, you know what I'm trying to say. Proximity. Proximity mm-hmm. to a billionaire than By a listening. homeless person. Mm-hmm. And that's like, just because you know who, like, for instance, this is, I did not know who Elon Musk was, but I had interviewed at, um, events and um we had to like say who our celebrity parents were and this guy was like elon the the one that manages there said elon musk and some woman i didn't know who the fuck elon musk was but then like i found out who he was and like thinking back to the guy in the interview like he like thought he just was like the shit like just i could just tell he thought he was just like so like uh like my brain and i'm like you literally work at vans (laughs) I want to know the name of that though. Like you said, people who feel like who they who what celebrities they like, uh, kind of gives them some type of credit because the people who like Kanye do, do that heavy. Yeah, niggas think that by saying that they like Kanye West, that automatically gives them, credit, gives them thirty plus cool points, and it starts to get to the point like, actually, it was a joke. I was talking to someone, and they was like, "If I put you on music, you gotta drop my name every time." I, you you listen to it. Like, you need to tell people, like, oh, so-and-so put me on. And I was like, it's not your song. <laughs> you didn't write it. Yeah, like, people be thinking it's they own yours. it. And it's yeah. just like it's just like the same type of people who think that they are cool because they are wearing, like, for instance, like, they're wearing, like, $600 sneakers and stuff like yeah. that. But the thing is, those sneakers were originally $100, but you overpaid for them. And that gives you some kind of, like, you feel, like... When I see that, like, first of all, I, I'm embarrassed. I have recently <laughs> overpaid for sneakers, and I am embarrassed. And I didn't, I did not, I took the tag off it that was like, that shows you that, because it's a tag, like, when you buy sneakers from a certain place, they put a tag on it, verify, and it shows you, hey, I overpaid for these. Yeah. And some people, like, feel like that makes them, like, a genius for some reason. Like, yeah. that makes them put more proximity, like you said, to, like, people like Kanye, like, Elon Musk, like, Jeff Bezos. Like, they feel like that is... But the crazy thing is, people like that, especially, like, people like Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos, look at the shit that they wear. Yeah. Very shitty. Dockers. And they also are... They hoard um, their wealth. Their wealth. And they're yeah. not admirable. And more importantly... They don't care about you. Uh, they don't want you to be in the same and club they, as them. And they probably think you're a fucking freak. They probably Hello. think you're a weirdo if you came up to them. They, but hey, man, don't touch me. You know what I yep. mean? It mm-hmm. would definitely be some mean-ass shit that they would say. Yeah. And look at you. You know, you spend the rest of your life feeling like shit because you shouldn't have <laughs> never put that much and weight. And now you're the Joker. <laughs> yes, now you're the Joker. This is the story of the Joker. <laughs> this, is, this is your origin story. Yeah, or Stan, like the Eminem song. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's exactly what I'm thinking because you should have known not to ever <laughs> uh, put that much weight on another human being, especially a celebrity, especially a rich person, especially someone who just wants COVID to be over for their personal gain. Mm-hmm. Erica Badu, like, I'm not saying this, like, I hate to say this, but I think that she just be on some chakra coochie dumb shit, right? <laughs> she 
she just says shit that is stupid to me. I still like Eric Badu's music, and of for course, nostalgia and, purposes. For nostalgia purposes, like cannot ever like talk about what she's brought to the game, and she's definitely talented, like one hundred percent. But that doesn't go but without criticism. That does not go without criticism. However, Elon Musk is absolutely being malicious yep. when mm-hmm. he says the COVID doesn't exist because it's some type of financial gain. Um, it might be putting some, you know, a burden on his organization in some way, shape, mm-hmm. or form. And it's just like, that is just so irresponsible it's- to tell people who will not have the same access or care that you have, these niggas are going to die if it, there are people dying in a waiting room sometimes, and that's more likely to happen to you than what will ever happen to Elon Musk. Exactly, because, like, the thing is, if people not working, people losing their job, people getting budget cuts and stuff, that's affecting people like Elon Musk because people are not spending more. Even though I have seen people on Twitter that have gotten Teslas, I still have questions about that. Anyway, um, that's affecting somebody like him, business, and, like, for for instance, um, I don't know how much fucking Tesla costs, but um, if somebody is not to me, if if he's a fucking billionaire for one, and second somebody, richest person in the world uh, as of today, it's that's fucking scary. Just surpassed Bill Gates. That's fucking scary. If say um, one like the stock is down and maybe. Uh, they're used to buy. They're used to selling like twenty cars in one day or whatever, and they go down to like five cars. They're fucking freaking out, and they're like, "We're fucked." Like this economy <laughs> is fucked. this economy is shit. <laughs> they're, they're fucking us in the ass. No lube. You know how white guys. Talk oh, white stuff. guys get crazy. They're like, "We're definitely getting fucking screwed over. <laughs> We're getting spanked." Like, they saying shit like that. They're really ramming it up the ass with this one. That's their favorite things to say. say, They're like, they got me by the balls. They're clenching my knuckles. (laughs) Crazy shit like that. But mind you, this man is a fucking billionaire. And And, I don't feel bad for that man. And I don't feel bad either. And it's like, it's crazy. Like, somebody does. You go from selling 20 cars to five cars in a day, and you fucking panicking. Like... And not even panicking because you can't play your employees. They're panicking because you can't benefit from it. It's just sickening. It is sick. To be a, I don't even want to be no billionaire. But That's way too to, much to, money. To be a damn billionaire. I'm overwhelmed with the fucking money that I have. And that <laughs> shit is not a lot. I'll tell you that. <laughs> to be a greedy billionaire is just truly to be evil, in my opinion. It, it is, is you fucking Batman villain. It's just, I can't. I can't with Elon Musk. But Erica Badu, it's like, you have a lot of black people that follow you. And you got a lot of the, you know... Rubble in the stone Twitter following you, and they really are um, impressionable. They really do yeah. believe that there's a net, this ain't real, everything is natural. And you know what? People who are, I, as a vegan person, I have natural hair. I do try to stay as holistic as possible. But people who really believe that nature will cure everything, I'm just like, why don't you go talk to the people from the 1800s who died, <laughs> who died from yeast infections? Like, go talk to them yeah, and see how they feel. Didn't fucking just wash their hands. The, the solution was just to wash their hands. I'm sorry, I'm trying to look at um the price of a Tesla. Wait, this is crazy because this is one Tesla here. It seems like I could probably afford it. How much is it? It's um I mean not saying that I have that money on me right now. I'm just saying if I stay, Yeah, like finance and stuff like it's that. It's like mm-hmm. it's twenty eight thousand dollars standard range plus. Wait, twenty eight thousand dollars. That don't sound right at all. There's one that say this is this is a car that I'm looking at. It might not be like the wham bam one. 
Oh I don't God. know, but that's crazy. And yeah, $28,000 is definitely... And it's a you get Nissan for that much. And there's one that's $40,000, $690. Yeah, like, that's how much my car was. That's wild. Wait. No, no, no. Something got to be wrong. Um... <laughs> Maybe those just a real practical Teslas. I think this is a more practical one. Yeah. This I is so weird to me that you could order a car on, like, your phone right now. No, if thanks. they order it online. I don't like The way that. my car would explode. <laughs> <laughs> or my car would be like, bitch! <laughs> Get the fuck off my court! <laughs> Here's the thing with, like... Buying a car online, I feel like I need mm-hmm. my I need my mom to help. Yeah, that's how I feel. That's like, how I need my. I'm gonna do something illegal by accident. That's very crazy to me to buy a car online like this. Just click it and say order now. Mm-mm. Some shit ain't meant to be bought on house that's, on online. Like houses on Zillow. <laughs> so like, that's weird. I don't know how if you could even do it if it was an option. But I'm like, no. Some purchases you. I feel like I need somebody with yeah, a person. I need somebody with a clipboard. <laughs> yeah, like and a hideous tie telling got, me. And you got to sit down in the office for like. Seven 17 hours, <laughs> minimum. It says the, the cheapest Tesla is $25,000, Model wow. 3. I really don't feel like I'm buying a car unless it's, like, terrible coffee no. that I'm offered. I'm, like, surviving off some pretzels okay. because I didn't think I would be there for that long. This one is crazy, okay? This is a 2021 Tesla Model X. This is $79,999. That's still not that bad for a car. It's still it's really not that bad okay. for a car. This is a higher one to say performance. $99,990. There we getting there. We're getting lux- we're getting. I luxurious. thought that shit started at like a million dollars. Because like a Range Rover. Like I want to know how much Zoom Jones costs. No, That's my dream car. If I knew if I knew how to Google cars, it'd be over for y'all. Because <laughs> I don't know how to Google. All I literally looked up was Tesla. Yeah, and I, I just <laughs> I'm not feeling 100 percent confident about what we looked up. I feel like you was on like Zappos website for some reason. <laughs> I really don't feel like you was looking at Tesla. I, I feel like you was looking at toy cars for some reason. Like you was on ToysRS.com. Rest in peace. To I, Toys R Us. I dead ass was on Tesla. I'm they hungry. They got the <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was at this hunger pain that was intense. Look, I'm on a website. See, it's the emblem. That don't thing. look like Tesla. They're like Zappos website. No, that look like Lowe's website to me. It's a model. It's a custom order. Okay, I guess when you start custom, you start pimping your ride. Yeah, that's Tesla. See, I see it, but it's not registered. <laughs> so, it's not. It's not. Okay, true. this one seventy four thousand. And then the the performance price is $94,690. Okay. okay. I still thought they were more expensive. But when you add, okay, so this is all <laughs> the included stuff. When you start adding shit, that's when it go up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's such a funny description. When you start adding shit, that's when, when it go you up. Start, okay, so I started adding stuff, and it's a 100000 $490. Yeah, that's when we're getting real luxurious yeah, now. Okay. We're getting real luxurious okay. now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, um... yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right. Problem solved. Quick maths. <laughs> but no, he, um, both of them are irresponsible. Uh, did you listen to that interview of Summer Walker and Erica Badu? It came out already? Oh, no, I thought that I heard you said they were saying a bunch of nothing, but it might have been no, somebody on Twitter. No, all I said was it was a different clown, same circus. Oh, yeah, somebody said they sharing the same one brain cell or some <laughs> shit like that. They are. Oh, That's God. dumb. And also, like... Erica Badu I, and Summer Walker are not comparable to me. <laughs> they're not. They're not comparable at all to me. I I'm sorry. I like Summer Walker is way dumber. 
Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't even do that to Erica Badu. The thing like, is, <laughs> I don't even um the only reason why I said the same clown is because Erica Badu probably thinks she's tight. <sighs> yeah, but I I just the thing is, I've I've defended her for so long. Who, Erica Badu? No. Uh, some walker like oh, saying yeah. when people would be like, Oh, she looks dirty, so like that. <laughs> she do. I'm she, and it's getting it's getting bad. Um, she is pregnant, and mm-hmm. I hope she has a beautiful pregnancy. But she, she posted this picture, and she had a um her underwear, her baggy, and her her um undershirt was tucked in her underwear, and the undershirt was baggy as fuck. She and her baby father look dirty. I don't understand. So a big pet peeve of mine, and I know we said it was gonna be less shady. I know you can't tell, but um, <laughs> one big pet peeve of mine is when people have money and they still look dirty. Yeah, or and the like, thing is, I would never say this if she wasn't as, you know, xenoph- like harm- xenophobic. Harmful. Yes, she's, yes. She says harmful shit about other black women. So then I'm like, well, why should we spare your feelings when you look a mess? And also, like, she, like, tried to, you know, blame Chinese people for, like, um, COVID and all stuff like that. So. And she uh, was come defending Future. And, and the reason why she was defending them, and what we know now, is because she's about to be part of the Baby Mamas Club. <laughs> And she was trying to, you know, defend men when I go, you ain't no regular person to just be having these conversations to be strong and wrong like that. Yeah, stay out of people's business. And, like, worry about your man and his 17 baby moms. Don't be trying to project that on this woman who ain't got nothing to do with it. Yeah, she looks filthy. Yeah, she's (laughs) like, I just don't understand why... You can have a perfect body and your shit still look dirty on you. You can have money on you and you still look dirty. And that's like some people, like one time um, this woman came into like a store I was working at. And when I tell y'all, like she had money, like money, money, money bags, like all the designer stuff, Louis Vuitton bags in her hand, Burberry shit in her hand. And they were from Lancaster. People who come be coming from Lancaster, when they not Amish, and sometimes when they are, they be having a lot. They be having money. They be loaded. Mm-hmm. Big-ass Sephora bag. And when I tell you the makeup that they had on was so terrible <laughs> that I was so interested. I tell like I always tell Sabrina about this. The makeup was, like, so... It was horrible. It was, like, caked on. I could see the contour. I could see the lashes lifting up. Mm. I couldn't stop looking. I was like, ooh, yes, girls. I see we love makeup. What's in the bag? <laughs> I was like, what's in the bag? What's the goodies? And they pulling out all this expensive-ass makeup. And I'm like, so you you paying for expensive shit, and it's still not blended. Like, because to me, when I wear expensive makeup, it does the work for me. Like, yeah. I swear to God. Like, when I'm wearing a really expensive eyeshadow, really expensive foundation, concealer, I'm like, yo, it's a flick of the wrist. I ain't even got to do much. And I'm like, well, what's wrong with you? Where you can't, you can't, you make this look dirty. What's wrong with you? And like, I, I feel the same way about Summer Walker. Like, what is wrong? Filthy. Where you have these expensive wigs, expensive home, Turb. expensive things, and it still look turb. Like, come on. <laughs> come on, Summer Walker. Like, what's happening? Yeah. Anyway. Bye, girl. Um. So, yeah, that is the sunken place for this week. This Mina. Let's get into common senses. Let's get into that. Um, this week, I'm sorry, we have to talk about it. We have to talk about just mediocre white people getting praised. 
for dumb shit. And we also, I also want to talk about how their behavior <laughs> would never be accepted as a black person from black people or from people of color. Never. And I'm just tired because the way this country is going right now, it's just like all you ever hear as a black person growing up is, you know, don't ever, you know, come off as lazy. Don't ever, you know, outwork white people, prove that you need to be there. That's our whole working identities. That is so frustrating when you realize how that time could have been spent learning other more valuable lessons. But all our lessons have been around white people, Mm -hmm. how to act around them, how to be better around them, how to prove to them what you deserve, Mm -hmm. just for them to act the ass and never be held accountable. We get called lazy. Black people are always constantly, either consciously or subconsciously, trying to prove to people that we are not lazy and we are we can work just as hard and give the same level and quality of work, if not higher, as other people. Why does that belong to us? Mm-hmm. Why does being lazy belong to black people when we literally have a president who's going to play fucking golf has not addressed the nation and people are dying by the by the thousands every day okay the news is a joke i sit on there and i watch them give information projecting how shit is about to get worse and worse and worse and worse and then they just be like yeah so we'll see we'll see Where's the sense of responsibility for this fucking president? Or, yeah, the sense of urgency. The sense of urgency. Well. It's like, uh, well, historic death numbers go, and the president continues to play golf. It's like, all right, stop with the shade, okay? Stop going back with the shady shit. This is and serious. This is serious, Don Lemon, okay? And I know that they feel like maybe that's all they can do, but it's becoming a show where every day people just get on and try to be sassy to, like, Donald Trump, and at the end of the day, I feel how you want to feel about Barack Obama. I don't care. We already have expressed our grievances with him. But at the same time, as a black man, he would have never been able to yeah, do this. Yeah, because when he wore a tan suit, it was a problem. He would have never been able to do absolutely nothing as a black man. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Are you kidding me? And I, I do try my best to ignore like what goes on, like because I don't want to live my life comparing myself to to white people, yeah. because then they they become the superior mm-hmm. and they become the default, and I become the other. Mm-hmm. They become the the standard, and I don't give a fuck about white people. My whole twenties has been reconstructing my identity and seeing that white people are just obstacles most of the time. <laughs> That's just it, no, like no, obstacles no and sometimes allies, but mostly. Just like everybody else, despite somehow being labeled as better. So that's been my identity. Like, how do I get where I need to go without worrying about them, without mentioning them, without them being a butt of the joke? But then sometimes it's defeating when you realize that, okay, I can be as, you know, open-minded as I want. At the end of the day, the people who are the gatekeepers to opportunities are these fucking white people. And, like, that, this is this is not okay how things are being ran right now. And also having to unlearn years of thinking that they were smarter than you just because of, like, them being white and things like that. And then also having, like, flashbacks of you when you were in college on times when you mm-hmm. thought you were wrong because you were black. And um, being like, no, actually, this person was wrong as fuck. Um, 
and they weren't right. Um, so that's something that I was, like, I had to, you know, unlearn these past few years is how, like, they are not smarter than me. Actually, a lot of the things they do are, like, detrimental to other people. That's how we have gotten in the situations that we are in. Dead ass. No, did us and just think about back. If you talking about back in high school, like remember when the the images that you saw on TV that were positive were all what white people. Yeah. When you saw good high schools or people spent their time going to dances and you know having innocent relationships, the shit that you wanted really bad when you were a teenager, it was always assigned to white people. Mm-hmm. And anytime you wanted to see boys, or uh, 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 a representation of black people, it was like boys in the hood or some super traumatic shit that you experienced that was close to your real life. So you did not really get too many opportunities to see see you know what what positivity look like for black for black people mm-hmm. even that's so raven and shows like that they literally just inserted her into a white world mm-hmm. you know what i mean it was not any all black spaces that were positive that were productive so then naturally as a kid you start thinking well if i want things that i think are healthy that I think are right, then I have to align myself with whiteness. That's why people will, like, move to the suburbs and stuff to have a, quote-unquote, better life. To have a better life, to have safer school. Um, And that's why we were excited to get from around so many black people when we were in, uh, in high school because we didn't know any better, and people had already categorized us categorized us as the white black girls as Oreos you know what I mean you really start believing that maybe I will be happier maybe life will be as carefree for me if I just align myself with this these white people and then you quickly 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 learn like almost instantly mm-hmm. that they don't fuck with you like that, that shit was definitely that, instantly that was instant like it's a lot of things in my life that ain't instant <laughs> but that shit was instant that shit hit quicker than direct deposit that shit was like whoa the first day I got there yeah it was like the first day I got there that I was just trying to like roll around and I'm like no I'm a prop <laughs> like I, that's not the people were mean to me but it's definitely the tone of voice change and I knew I'm so happy I had the like like just something in me was like this ain't normal you know what I mean this ain't really how people who really fuck with you talk to you so therefore they don't really talk to me it was it would be years before I understood that it was it wasn't just they weren't my cup of tea but that they were actually you know repulsed by me for the most part and then it would be even like it takes me to right now to be like I don't see how I can work with me and white people (laughs) that's how I am I'm just like I'm being in an all white workplace it ain't happening being in an all white neighborhood it ain't happening sending my kids to be educated by white people it ain't happening because it is such a heavy lift to to unlearn and relearn when you don't even know you're the problem and you're constantly being celebrated this system was built off of white supremacy in this country like I'm I, I don't have an answer but all I know is I'm tired of it exactly and like also how for instance like for like how your anger is perceived like when you are done wrong you start to like question yourself because like I as a kid I have always been somebody who has been vocal about like somebody and like Elon too like if somebody is like doing something that is either like hurting my feelings or make you feel uncomfortable I have always been vocal about it and 
when I went to, um, first I went to a all black elementary school, but then the elementary school was like so chaotic. Like the classroom was just like really bad. So my parents thought they were like doing something better for me. So I went to a mixed race school. Or when I went to the mixed race school, that was the first time that I felt like I was, as a child, I felt like I was just like the angry black girl. Because like if something I felt like, if somebody was doing something to me, I would speak up. Like, somebody, um, I was dueling my Pokemon cards with this boy, and he um, literally stole my whole deck. He was supposed to be teaching me how to do it, but he stole my whole deck and my ran God. away. Ran away and was, like, laughing and stuff, and I confronted him in front of his mom. And his mom looked at me like I was crazy, and he was, like, laughing at me. And so... I felt like, and I was upset about that, and, like, I was made to feel like I was crazy or whatever, and he felt like he could do it because, like, who's going to, I mean, like, His mom ain't even me, believe a it. Jewish white boy stealing from a black girl, a little black girl, like, who's going to give a and fuck? You know, and as a kid, as a kid, he knew that he had more um, power over me as a fucking child. And also, um, then after that, I went to another mixed race school but that was different because the white kids I went to school with were poor mm-hmm. so the the um the tone was different but there still was some white kids even though they were poor they still felt like they had were you know better than me because they were white and also I was into like you know um like emo music and stuff like that and they felt like they were better because they were white and they looked like the um, you know, music, the, the, the face. Thing. Yeah, they were the face of the movement, so they thought that I was a quote-unquote, you know, poser. And I was very nice to them, and I really wanted to be their friend. And they, like, were cyber-bullying me and stuff just because I was black and I listened to fucking Good Charlotte, which is so fucking dumb. So then I went to, you know, high school, uh, all-black high school, um, which was, um, you know, some people, it was better, but people thought the calling like you know myself and Iman like saying that oh we white girls and stuff it was a compliment and that's because and now as I get older I don't fault my peers for saying stuff like that because just like everybody else they thought their whiteness was good and they were 14 and they were 14 <laughs> yeah period mm-hmm. but the what, what I'm not letting up on is the white kids that um that that um you know because I doubt they changed. Like Cause, exactly, because I, I doubt, doubt they, they changed. I doubt they changed. And if they did change, they're probably, like, very passive liberals who have, like, Black Lives Matter in their um, bios, and then they exactly, like, you know, they call the cops or, you know, shit like that, whatever. So um, they, and I have experienced a lot of them, you know, be angry and be, like, you know, um, uh, like violent and stuff like that, um, but nobody looks at them like, oh, like I'm scared, like you know. But people are scared of you know black people, especially you know black women when we get like you know angry or upset or stuff like that. Yeah. And like I was talking about earlier, how I had got let go from one of my jobs because I spoke up about um, the treatment of employees and stuff, um, and they probably was like, oh my god, this a injured. problem. <laughs> Bless me. Yeah. Thank you. Exactly. We're always labeled a problem, but like speaking up for ourselves and stuff. So that's why when I was in college, I was a bit like my first two years, I did not speak Mm -hmm. in class. I was like nervous to speak and I was nervous. I used to be so scared to show up because being black, I used to be so scared to show up to class late 
if I was like five minutes late to class, I lied to you now, I would just skip the class. Yeah, I would skip the class. I, I would do the go. same thing. I wouldn't go, especially if, if it was a big, like, luxury class. I would have so much anxiety about being late because people would be like, oh, the late black girl. And then if I did, like, sometimes I picked up enough courage. So I'm like, all right, I'm skipping class too much. And I would just go to the class. And I just felt like everybody was looking at me. Like, I was just like, I felt, like, so panicked. Like, I felt like, oh, my gosh, like, I just don't want to be here. Everybody is looking at me. And then, like, my third and fourth year, that's when I started being like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go back to the old me, and I'm speaking up. If people got a problem with it, I don't give a fuck. I had constantly had to argue with my professors because the stuff in my script, they didn't think that because I only wrote black people. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and if I wrote a white person, they were just like a secondary character, like somebody that had like either one or two lines. Imagine getting up, going to class in debt for this expensive as art school, and you have to argue with your teachers about the living um, about the lifestyle of your character because they're black. They don't. It's a fucking script. People are writing about fucking lizards, fairies, and shit like that. And you want to argue with me because a, a black character has a broken bag? Are you mm. fucking kidding me? So it's shit like that. Like so. That's why I'm like nobody can. Ever, no, don't ever question me. Like you know why I'm angry and why I feel hesitant to get into like certain things with certain you know, white people and, like, how I look at um how the things that they do. Because, like, I mean, I, it seems like it might not make sense on a scale, whatever. But the fact that I had to argue with my teachers about this, um the lifestyle of my black character, and then I see the fucking white, quote-unquote, president on TV throwing temper tantrums and shit like that. It's a, it's a slap in it's the face. It's a slap in it's the face. It's a slap face. in the face because I know I can't. Oh, my God. Do you understand how much trouble I've gotten into for doing my best at a job? And this nigga is a sitting president—like, he just ain't doing shit. A sitting president who is literally golfing while people die every day. And everybody is just like—I feel like I'm watching a bad episode of The Twilight Zone, and I feel like I'm supposed to say something. And I'm like, what can I do? What can I say? I literally trash this nigga— in this administration every day. And it's not just Trump. It's these I was just fucking, about to say, it's, it's, not, just it's not just him because guess what? It's the Democrats too. Mm-hmm. All of them are complacent. All of them are complacent. All when, of them are bitches. Like, exactly. I'm just tired of and it. And then when it comes time to vote, who vote they want the fucking baddest? Yeah. The fucking black vote. They always, and they all, thank you. Black people saved us. No, get out of here. Like, we don't want to hear that. And then I'll get upset because, um... You start thinking about like what white how white people act at work. Like, all right, forget Trump, right? Because he's an asshole. But that, it's not always that far removed. Like, mm-hmm. I remember when I was working in television, and I could see white men getting paid crazy money, getting paid crazy money, to, and then who they got doing doing they, their jobs for them. It's typically the women. It's like, at that point, it wasn't many black women there, but it was a lot. They would get women to do their work, like a lot of, the, like, the white guys, they would do that. And I remember, like, showing up to the job and hearing people say things to me like, Oh it's, oh, it's easy. Oh, all you got to do is this. Or all you got to say is that, oh, this person don't care. I'm like, for you. 
Mm-hmm. I can't come in here and be mediocre. Exactly. Are you kidding me? Because exactly. they already watching me. They trying to make sure they made the right decision by even bringing my ass on. Mm-hmm. Do you really think that I could keep fucking up and making mistakes and not paying attention and keep keying on the job and that's going to get me ahead? No, that boys club shit only works for you. Mm-hmm. And it typically only works for people who have the lighter complexion. Like It just doesn't. So it's just like sad because we never get to ride ride like that we never get to be lazy exactly we never get to literally earlier before we got on i was talking about how like for instance i'm employed right now and i'm only unemployed because of the pandemic and i'm nervous about um like gaps in my resume and we was talking about how like white people like oh i took a year off to backpack and like um, yeah. do this like travel stuff like that and they never really have to worry about like the gaps in their resume and I only have a gap in my resume because of the pandemic and also before the pandemic I was literally assistant store manager so it was just like I feel like even that's like you know not good enough and I feel like I, I feel guilty because I'm not working right now and I'm still getting money and I'm just like oh like whatever but like they do shit like this all, all the, the time. time all the time and then it's just like that's how I that I start feeling mad at myself when I'm so hard on myself because I'm like, see, white supremacy is so strong that even somebody like me who is radical, who is, like, you know, pro-black, who is trying to, like, you know, alienate uh, herself from whiteness, I'm still touched by it. It still affects me. It still confuses me about my worth, how much work I'm putting in, and I'm tired of it. I feel like it's no escape. Do you lead a country? No, because it's a global thing. Like, what happens? And it's frustrating because me and white people can have the same problems in life. We may both have be poor, but you never have to worry about if you are poor because you are black. That's just it. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. People think, oh, I suffer too. That's true, but you know for a fact you ain't suffer because you was white. You know that's why. When you don't get hired from a job, as, as somebody viewed your LinkedIn, you know for a fact they ain't look at your profile and go oh shit she got an afro they ain't the one for us you know for a fact and guess what a lot of these negative thoughts that people have about me as a black woman are things that I know from the way that we look at each other in the eyes but they will never say out loud Mm -hmm. and that's another problem because how can we remedy a problem that people don't even want to admit that they have because they just like their lives being on top so much. They love it. Like, that's what we need to stop pretending. Like, a lot of white people don't love things exactly the way they are. They don't mm-hmm. want to change anything. The they don't want to change ones. anything. And that's why we there's so much work to do because half people can still ignore this conversation and go about their life just fine. There could be people who can just turn the channel. They don't have to listen to this podcast they don't have to do any social identities work and they will always be rewarded for not being diverse so it's just like that's why this is so hard because this george floyd thing people think that that was like oh yes everything gonna change and while that was a significant significant event and he will not you know die for no reason you know that's not enough to move the needle okay that's not enough to move the needle we need these white people to be on board and we need to stop being nice to white people for, for for being fucking ignorant we do that's why when i show up in places and somebody is like oh, okay girlfriend you might get slapped in your fucking face but you definitely gonna get iced out at the mineral minimum we yeah. don't have we're not accepting it anymore because it no leads way. it leads to some dumb shit so i could be angry i like salon said i got a lot to be mad about exactly like i'm very comfortable 
feel like I'm not I'm not embarrassed to be angry anymore. Like I'm no. very comfortable in it, and I don't care. No, and because I, I lost a lot, I I lost stuff being nice. So yeah, and I I've thought a lot about the shit that white people have passively said about me, and it's made me make big big decisions with myself when I was younger and didn't really understand. I thought I had to be that way in order to survive and keep a job in this like white world. Mm-hmm. They made me nervous about my hair. They made me nervous about the way I talk. They made me nervous about showing up. And what what white what white supremacy does is it gives them all the bandwidth to make mistakes, but it gives black people and people of color no bandwidth to be humans and make mistakes. And that's what we are. And I see that with my students. You know, young people make mistakes. That's so normal. But because these students are born the way they are, they make one mistake and it can, like, unravel real crazy. Yet and still, people in the counties over, their kids can have a drug addiction. Their kids can can try to harm other people and themselves. Their kids can have an eating disorder, and they don't ruin the whole course of their life, and it's not supposed to. So what I'm not saying is that we should take away what white people have. I'm saying I want it too. <laughs> That's what I'm saying at this mm-hmm. point. I want it too. And if I can't have it too, then I don't want them to have it. Mm-hmm. And really quick, this is the last thing I'll say because I said we, it'll be a long show, but, like, <laughs> I'm hungry. Um, <laughs> the the beauty standards is a, a whole nother thing because, again, as a black woman, I look at black women every day. We celebrate black women every day um, with Black Girl Brunch. Like, that's literally why we have a constant story that is just constantly highlighting black, black women, women black films. women, black women in films, black women in films, black women in films, because if nobody else recognizes your beauty, you're going to get it from us. We will recognize it. But can we deny the fact that when these mediocre white women are celebrated and they're constantly getting all the roles, how does that impact the way black creatives are able to get paid? Mm-hmm. Like, all right, sometimes it's not about your feelings. Like when white, when black women are mad because, yet again, some girl who looks unforgettable is booked for a role, then it's like, but you, there are girls out here who are absolutely, like, gorgeous, and they're not even getting the time of the day because nobody pictures them in these roles. Mm-hmm. Nobody, and I'm, t- Lupita can't be the face of everything forever. Like, she just can't. There are so many. And that's so lazy to just stop there. Like, stop oh, there. You got it. Because also, she don't represent everybody. She does not represent everybody. And I'm just like, I've had that happen where, like, there will be even black men who try to make it like white women look better than me. And I'm just like, listen, it's a, I'm, damn, lie. It's a damn lie. All right. But also, I'm not one who compares myself to anyone. As you all know, I wouldn't let people say Holly Berry look better than me in fifth grade. <laughs> but, like, I'm just not a person that compares myself. But it's still hurtful that people, that black women have to face that every day. You know, I don't want my little cousins on the internet sometime because they have to worry about running into memes where little black boys are saying, who do you prefer, black girls uh, or white girls? White women and other races don't have to worry about that. They don't have to worry about little 12-year-olds who are impressionable or who are already self-conscious saying, oh, well, all these other people keep saying white women. And now it even gets the the, the gears turning in their head about how am I pretty or am I not? Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard enough being a young person. It's hard enough being a kid. But now you have people online 
constantly questioning black beauty, constantly comparing it to white beauty and constantly saying that it is not better. And I don't like that. That makes the internet not a safe space. I had to go through that. And that's why I am trying to cut it because I have too many little black girls in my family and I'm I'm not going to let anybody soil their sense of self-worth or beauty or anything else as they try to navigate through the world. I went through shit so that they do not have to go through it. So if you ask me why I'm mad, it's because I think about them being put in those situations and it's not happening. Exactly. It's just not. So yeah, guys, thank you so much (laughs) for joining us. Um, We hope you have a phenomenal Thanksgiving. Um, That felt so good because I'm telling you, when I say white people, they have been getting under my skin, like just watching them on CNN say absolutely nothing. (laughs) I'm like, if y'all don't pull that man out by that wig and stop letting him dis- destroy people's lives. I don't get it. I really don't. Stop letting him do that. That's why I can't watch the news. Oh, I, I'm tuned in because it is very messy. And I do like when some some people really, really do like this one white woman who was coming for Republicans and was saying that they won't even know who they are after Donald Trump because y'all changed everything about yourselves for him. And now you have to go back and decide if you care about the shit that you said you cared about before, like religion and all the things that you claim you care about that don't make sense from when you switched. Yeah, dickheads. Yeah, and Rick Santorum, who I hate, oh, my God, I hate that man. It's just He's just such an idiot. And that's what I'm saying. It's becoming more apparent that this is a country that is ran by people who are not intelligent. Yeah. They're not smart folks. At all. If you They've don't never been smart. If you don't believe in yourself, okay, start believing in yourself. Because these people who are unqualified, who are not intelligent, but are absolutely malicious, have somehow gotten to where they are because they were narcissistic. They believed in themselves. They think they're smarter than everybody else. And white. And white and consistent. But there's a lot of black or non-white people who are the same way that are in politics and who are successful. So just keep going. I swear to God, we need better (laughs) people in charge. We need better people in charge of everything. Otherwise, we're fucked. Period. Enjoy your Thanksgiving, guys. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at Imamate. You can follow me on Twitter at Itsmate. Um, and Sabria, you can follow me at It's Frankenfem on Instagram and Frankenfem underscore on Twitter. Absolutely. And make sure you follow us on uh, Instagram at Black Girl Brunch and follow us on Twitter at BLK Girl Brunch. Keep the reviews coming, guys. Again, yes, we, yes. we are back at it trying to stay as safe as possible we're going to stay in the studio as long as our health and the restrictions and everything else allows us to thanks for tuning in have a good one bye